0: <laughs> well, blow me down! You're listening to Saints Radio with Doctor Star, Professor Feather, Midnight Deadfly, and Doctor Head. And when I Orders me a vegetarian
1: pizza, I love to eat me olives
0: first. <laughs> oh, Popeye! Oh, oh, oh!
2: Doctor Tar, this is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly,
3: and this is Doctor Head.
2: And we have a special guest today.
0: Hey, howdy, everyone!
4: This Hello. is uh, our good friend and Blue and uh, <laughs> creator, artist, writer, uh, just an all-round cool guy, John Boise. The blue uh, and you are listening to Unsane Radio, which nobody said. Man, <laughs> what, what's what is this? I, I like procedure. I, I don't know. Now I'm now I'm all now I'm all stressed because we didn't follow procedure. Wait a all minute. Right.
2: I wanted to introduce the guest first. For, for Unsane
1: Radio. radio. Whew,
4: there we go. <laughs> I'm much better now. All See right. what a
3: little therapy can do for you.
4: a little social distancing
3: <laughs> from myself
4: anyway yeah, uh john boise he, john boise is the creator of a comic strip that's currently going called we freaks what well, kind of going anyway uh, we should talk a little bit about that um yeah tell us a little bit about what's going on with the we freaks john
0: uh so a whole not a whole lot um i ended up injuring my elbow uh, my right elbow my drawing arm in september And I was uh, helping uh, another artist friend with a series of graphic novels and put in a lot of time on that, was working, 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 woke up one day and elbows like, hey, you know what? We're done. That's it. That's all you got. And it pretty much shut me down for the end of 2019. And then I had to have a procedure done uh, in December last year, and that seemed to help. And so I'm kind of slowly getting back into it so yeah it's that uh the the whole thing where you you know you start you you cross a certain line age-wise and you know parts just don't (laughs) work the well sort of the same way they used to so yeah but uh i've already started working up some new scripts and stories and i'm hoping to have the first one uh coming out here uh this wednesday on april 1st uh Ironically enough, so sure, it's a good day. For yeah. it.
4: <laughs> I'm not gonna fall for that one, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe it's probably you don't.
4: <laughs> well, that's good, yeah. It's good that you're putting one out. That's um, enjoy that. I enjoy We Freaks a lot. It's, oh, it's thank you, good.
0: thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 been a lot of fun to do, and I, I although I think I'm getting to that point where it's it's a little bit of growing pains. Right, I think I need to move it beyond where it, it's at right now to maybe kind of open up the audience a little bit.
1: That's um, just old age.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm, I'm hopeful. You no,
4: know, we'll support you. That's for sure.
0: oh wow, well, thank you, thank you, thank you.
4: And we brought John in because uh, we were mentioning uh, the movie ah! we're going to. Oh, wait a minute, Dog Dog <laughs> Patrol. Uh, we're going to. Um, Talking about a movie and John got wind of it and I just imagine John like a little kid sitting in his seat, raising his hands, going, Ooh, 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 pick me, pick me. So and <laughs> yeah. so that's what we did, because John is a isn't is an expert on this movie. We're going to be talking about uh Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, oh man. Mm.
0: This, and we'll also
4: I, talk about the documentary called Doomed, which um, was all about the making of Fantastic Four, which is a really good documentary.
1: It, yes, it is. It, it's, it is. Uh, yeah. I just rewatched that. It is a very good documentary.
4: It's enlightening and heartbreaking. You know, it really is. Well, yeah. You know, that's – it's funny because I didn't think it was heartbreaking at all. Um, I think that all by, – by watching the documentary, all of the people involved – Nobody had a lot of animosity or vitriol, you know. They all knew the business and they all said but they all kind of uh, worked around it and kind of overcame it in a way, you know. And they all seemed to have relatively positive positive attitudes. And and so so I Well, we're talking know, I,
3: 25 years later too. No, you
4: know, no, I mean even right 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 they were even said right at the time, you know, they weren't really, you know, too too upset about it because they there, kind again, of figured it,
1: it out before it was even done. I mean, what was right. happening it yeah. was just it
4: wasn't a, a, a total surprise. I mean, I guess they were was. all business. As they as were, as 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 were they were all right. professionals. Exactly. That's what, that's what I think. You know, and they they just they they knew the right. You know how how things work. Sometimes and you don't necessarily like it, but they all. I, and I just I I had came out of that, out of the, uh, out of the documentary with a, with a pretty you know upbeat attitude toward all of these people, all of the actors and everything. And I never realized that uh, Doctor Doom was uh, Robert Culp's son. I know.
2: Isn't that great? <laughs> well, and the the guy who played Doctor Reed Richards is the son of uh, what's his name, Hyde White. Um, his dad was a Wilfred famous actor. Wilfred, Wilfred Hyde yeah, White. Yeah, that's Wilfred. right.
4: Yeah, very good.
0: And Buck Rogers, if I remember correctly.
4: Yep. But uh, to back to the movie, um, it, it was a Roger Corman movie. Um, he he, you know, they 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 got him to to make it, and I I think. They knew right away, I and mean, if anybody hasn't seen it or don't, doesn't know the story, um, it was made really with the specific notion that it would never be shown. It was all a ploy um, to to maintain the the franchise, the merchandise, um, the, the, the product name and stuff. Wasn't there – now, this one I have to look
1: up though, but there was a movie called uh, – what was it in the 50s? Uh, Most Dangerous Man or something. It was a bad movie, but it was – essentially made like this so it was a tax write-off type thing and this is the part i don't know there was another movie made based on the making of that movie you know you know what i'm saying like a mock uh, yeah anyway i have to look into that but it was along the lines of this you know like the movie was just totally made to for someone's tax purposes it wasn't anything to, you know what i mean anyway I'll go back to
2: to them. yeah, what yeah, well with the Fantastic Four, what was interesting about that to me was that this is the like the year, I mean, it was made during the same year that Jurassic Park was released. Um, and if you think about the the quality of those graphics, you know, that was like a level up in, in, in computer graphics and integrating <laughs> that, where then you have Fantastic Four. Um, the only reason I bring that up is if you listen to the music in the Fantastic Four, a lot of it sounds like the Jurassic Park music, so and uh.
4: So they're very, very similar in the soundtrack uh, elements. And interestingly, about the uh, music, we found out from the documentary, is uh, written by two brothers, and uh, they believed in what they were doing so much that they ran out of money. But then they, they, they took money out of their own pockets to oh, finish yes. up. Yeah, uh, to finish to finish the recordings and you know
0: and Hired put it all together.
4: Orchestra. Hired the orchestra. Yeah, they spent like seven thousand dollars or something out of yeah. their own money, something like it that. It sounds great, but, and and the music is really good. Yes.
3: It is, it is, and you know Jurassic Park. And then you know, don't forget the the monster, the dinosaur movie that Corman released that year. It was Carnosaur. <laughs> Carnosaur. That's,
4: right. <laughs> That's right,
3: right. Which I think spawned several sequels, at least two sequels. So, equally as bad you know but they're a delightfully horrible oh, yeah. it's funny. Corman
1: I, exactly. I, I, I think that's what's funny everybody knew oh it's a Roger Corman movie huh <laughs> what's around
3: the corner <laughs> but I love that he could hit, I think what they shot the movie in, what three weeks something like that it was shot in January or late December to, through due January it was like a, it was like a, maybe a less than a month to shoot this whole movie
4: which was just astounding. So, John, what do you think about Fantastic Four So,
0: I remember um, back in the day, I can't remember where I got wind that this movie was being made. Um, But I started tracking it down on what passed for the internet back in 93. And I I think it was probably Film Threat Magazine, Chris Gore's magazine at the time, which I was a huge fan of. Um, back in the day. I absolutely loved that magazine. You know, it was kind of irreverent and, you know, it was kind of like you know, no BS kind of right. recording, and I still yeah. have my copy of the Fantastic Four film threads um, that, you know, that they put out. I mean, it's it's kind of like this prized possession. I still have that magazine. I still have a film poster for this movie. I still have a button, uh promotional button for it, and for me, you know, i the minute you hear Roger Corman's attached, you know where you're going. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be cheesy, but I'm thinking, you know, I'm 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 gonna just follow this and see where it goes. And I remember at the time, I managed to chat with some of the effects guys that were what I think from it might have been Optic Nerve that did some of the makeup uh, for the thing uh, and Doctor Doom, and I ended up chatting with them on AOL, and they were just like their opinion was kind of like what you saw in the documentary they they knew that this is a roger corman movie but it was a chance to work on the fantastic four it's like you don't get that every day and they they just put everything into it and you know even though you watch the end result and it, it's just a wonderful slice of cinematic cheese you got to there's heart in that movie and you got to give them credit for that because when you watch the movie and you see the things make up and you're like wow they got an a a fully articulated like facial prosthetic going on here and you're like in a Roger Corman movie really wow okay that's
4: pretty that's where all their their budget went
3: (laughs) yeah I remember the first time I I heard about the movie it was sometime in the sometime in the 90s maybe maybe closer to 2000 and I saw just a still just like one picture of of them in their costumes and that was my first impression was wow the thing looks really good you know for being like you said John you knew it was a Roger Corman I thought, wow, the, the thing looks great, and that's all I—that's all I could see. I didn't see Doctor Doom yet. There was nothing about the story. It was just here's a picture of the the ill-fated or the doomed um, Fantastic Four movie, and I just thought, oh, well, the costumes look look good, and the characters, and you know, the thing looks like the thing. So my first impression was, okay, this. Too bad this thing never, uh, you know, <laughs> came to be. That was before all the bootleg tapes were surfacing and those kinds of things.
2: Well, John, you got the – we were working at Triad when you got the um, the actual yeah. VHS tape, and I think we yeah. watched it there. Um,
0: yeah, we did indeed. Um, back in the day when conventions would come to Toledo, you know, not like it is now, um, yeah, one of the bigger ones that came to town, I was, you know, walking around and, you know – now that i think about it it might not have been a comic book convention it might have actually been like a, a science fiction con or a trek con i thought um,
2: i thought you ordered it and it came in the mail
0: was it an order oh god it was so long ago maybe i did but yeah i the minute i got wind that the tape was available and i, I love that story in doom where the holy the holy talking about how he thinks that a dubbing house is the the probably the origin of the the uh the bootleg tape. So I, I absolutely love that. And thank that, that those, those guys for leaking that tape. Cause yeah, when I, when I saw it, it was, it, 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 yeah, it, it was, it's just cheesy, but it's just, there, there's something about it where I, I could probably watch it as many times as I've watched other bad movies. There's, there's just something about it. But yeah, that was, um that, that was, uh, that was great. All of, uh all of the bad effects and Dr. Doom's, penchant for face stroking <laughs> and the uh the wiggly hand at the end of the stove limo at the end
4: yeah good stuff you yeah, had the wiggling hand
2: <laughs> yeah yeah the uh and I, dr dean's costume looked really good you know and oh, i think it, and i was correct. i actually liked the thing a lot too i think the way they did the face you know was pretty impressive
0: yeah it was
4: and oh that yeah, is, that's what I thought. You know, for the time, you know, for what and and there again, you know, knowing it was a Roger Corman movie and um, the I think the thing was about the about the best part.
0: So, could you, you guys make- remember the uh, the Fox uh, 20th Century Fox Fantastic Four movie, the one that they did with Michael Chiklis? Yeah, um, all the others. I remember when we saw that in the theater. You know, we took the boys to see it. And you know, comes out as the thing, and I'm looking at it, and the first thought in my head, I'm like, "God, the Roger Corman thing looks better than this one." (laughs) That's the first thing that popped into my mind when we're watching the movie. Yeah,
2: the uh, the that version of the thing with Michael Chiklis was the old the original lumpy thing, you know, before he got like all the kind of definition.
3: Yeah, I like I like Michael Chiklis as the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Chris Evans as Johnny Storm, I thought was great but yeah those that that movie is hard to watch it was just awful miscasting with with sue storm and just it just was uh unlikable and you know the second one was even worse i feel i feel really bad that i let myself watch it but (laughs) see
2: i like them Uh. i enjoy them (laughs) oh did you yeah because i mean the fantastic four was always cheesy to me you know what i mean like I, i was one of my favorite comics when i was growing up and uh there was always just something really kind of uh ridiculous and cheesy about it it was rarely serious um and when it did get serious, then I was, you know, just kind of dialing out as a kid. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think the casting was great, especially What's-Her-Face, uh, Sue Storm, whoever that actress is. She's
0: Yeah, she just was she's wrong. She's not she's very good.
2: Wrong. She's not a good actress at all.
0: But, you know, the thing I like about the Roger Corman version is, and, and I, I think Marvel kind of got this as we moved into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is that audiences will accept these characters. Uh, you know, you, you, you think of Dr. Doom. Well, you know, is isn't an allegory for, you know, a communist nation or whatever, this communist um, royalty or whatever. But they did Dr. Doom like Dr. Doom. And here's this Latverian ruler. He's got the castle. He's got the armor. It's, you know, we saw what happened in the other two movies. And oh, now he's a, a techno- uh, like Elon Musk sort of character who gets, you know, affected or or we get that terrible fan four stick movie where he's like some sort of cyber hacker and it was like, no. Play Doom like Doom. He's this he's this Latin armor but he's got the armor. I, I think people will, will accept that now and I give them credit for actually going, no, we're going to do Doom as Doom. We're not going to change him. Here he is. He's... He, he, who is that? That's what the people ma- want
1: the makeup artist in the movie was just yeah their whole concept was going Kirby esque, you know, uh-huh. just yeah. full on Kirby. So it yeah, looks,
3: it so, great. And, it's a and great it, costume, it, it, and he, the actors, megal- he's like got that megalomania down, the overacting, you know, it suits Doom because of who the character is. He's larger than life, you know, and you expect that from Doctor Doom. That was actually I thought that was like a great performance.
4: Hey, and you're, in a, you're, in, you're in a metal mask. You got to overact. <laughs> yeah right. that,
2: that was the biggest problem is just kind of understanding him sometimes in that mask.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that was one of the that, things they Whoops, sorry. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Go
4: ahead. I was just going to say that's one of the things they talked about, you know, cuz he figured the actor, you know, figured they were going to go back in and d- redub everything and they said, "Oh, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to use he we're going to use what you right out of the Bean.
3: He was still more understandable than being
0: <laughs> oh.
4: what did he say <laughs> can they say what
2: <laughs> yeah I, I i i enjoy the movie too and for those of you who have not seen the movie uh who are listening uh you can see it on youtube uh i don't know how youtube's allowed to to put that on we were asking this but uh Apparently they get away with it, uh, and that's where you know, I discovered it on there. And I'm like, oh, we got to talk about this movie.
0: I watched mine on Daily Motion. That's the version that I found, and I think the Daily, the version I found on Daily Motion was a little bit of a better print than the one that's on YouTube. um yeah. I watched it on the big TV last night, and you know it was watchable. I mean, the quality's not great, but. The one I saw on YouTube was really kind of blurry, so yeah, yeah. check out Daily Motion and you'll watch it on there as well. Oh, okay. It doesn't that's, have to trailer. To
4: with, yeah. yeah, I watched it on, on YouTube and yeah, the quality is not the greatest. Um, if you shrink
3: the screen, it was size still fun inches by three inches, it looks great.
4: Yes, that's true. Yeah. But I, it was still fun, even though and, and I even kind of, you know, I got that little bit of irony for the for watching the, the the bad print, you know, because I've I've been used to that all my life. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, anyway, I would say,
3: you know, order prior copies. Though, I mean, Fantastic Four is such an integral property to Marvel, and they they still can't seem to get it right. You know, this movie at least got the characters and the origin, except for Doctor Doom, for the most part. And the relationships between one another, even the fighting and thing leaving. I mean they packed an awful lot of authentic Fantastic Four drama into, you know, eighty five or ninety minutes. And I think it was the probably of the all the film versions seemed to be the best most least representative of the comic book, the best representation right that uh, that I've seen.
4: I think that's I think I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's the appeal when you watch the Corman uh version I think I you know I think that's why we all talk about it and, and we all kind of seem to kind of like it you know for some reason but I think it's one of the the big appeals is they did kind of we're all comic book nerds you know so we all kind of uh glommed on to that that they were uh, the writing was you know trying to be relatively true to the to the original uh stories and and you know concepts mm-hmm. I like that and that that i kind of appreciated that and there again i don't know you know i i have you know extreme high regard for corman and i think that might have been just one even though knowing probably that the movie wasn't going to be made you you, you know wasn't going to be released i think he still couldn't help but you know let's let's still do a, a halfway decent job you know yeah and i like uh
2: the um i like what in doomed the the documentary when they're talking to um lloyd kaufman and he's like, oh, "No, I can't do that, man, because it would." Uh, Stan Lee's my friend, and I don't want to. I don't want to alienate him.
1: And there's no That's way Lloyd cool. could have pulled it off anyway.
4: No. Oh the no, t- Kaufman. No, trauma would never have been able to. The Toxic Four. It, it would look like. Yeah, it would, oh, I don't even want to think about it.
1: <laughs> I shudder to think.
2: Well, and you know what? Has anybody seen the most recent Fantastic Four? That they did a couple of years ago.
0: I have no stick.
2: <laughs> it's a piece of shit. I mean, it's oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it, terrible. I thought it was like that. That's where I felt like I wasted my time. You know, I'm like, geez, it was just so bad.
0: Yeah, I saw yeah, the I
3: trailer and it was enough. I could see enough that they were they were thinking they could do something different than the comic book and make it better, quote unquote, better than what Lee and Kirby did. And that's that's what drives me away. This, this level of arrogance and presumption that they, can, oh, well, we have this property, we're going to make it our own. It's like, no, 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 you, you have a property that's successful because of the way it is. You have fans because they like what it is. So why would you go out of your way to change the basic core elements that make it popular in the first place? That's that's why I couldn't right, see it. Well,
2: part, 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 it's partly awful. because the fans are all gone now. Um, the Fantastic Four has been not been published on a regular basis for the last 10 years um, just because nobody reads it. Um, They just recently rebooted it, and I think it had been out of uh, production for a couple of years. Um, And the newest version is actually really good. It's written by Dan Slott, um, who did a great run on uh, Spider-Man. He kind of, like, is one of those people that came back into comics and said, we're going to make comics fun again. You know, they're not going to be so dark and brooding and, and all that kind of stuff. So the new Fantastic Four these he's doing is actually really good. You know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's a return to the old Fantastic Four where they're these kind of adventurers
3: and you know, just doing all these
2: wacky things.
3: Yeah, yeah lots was, of space stories. That's why I like based- about it. Cosmic, the cosmic scope of their villainy and the cosmic scope of what they do is, it's a tremendously entertaining comic book.
1: Well, the whole uh, new uh, batch of Marvel movies is all based on the Fantastic Four, isn't it? I mean, with Galactus and the Surfer, and at least that's the rumor they're saying. You know, building up, you know, to the big villain. You know, like Thantos was last one. Galactus is in this one, oh. and the Fantastic Four play like a huge factor in all that. You know,
3: I didn't and, know any of that. Thanks for ruining it for me. Oh
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But <laughs> but they, didn't they just also uh, Disney just got the rights back to them,
2: right? Yes, correct.
3: They did, so. yeah, and, and uh, Daredevil, and um, I think uh, was it uh, the the motorcycle, the skull motorcycle, um,
4: Ghost, Ghost Rider,
3: Rider, and a few other properties. Uh, X Men, I think too. Didn't they get the X Men back? Yeah, they got X Men. They yeah. have the X Men back,
2: and yeah. it, there's rumors they're so. going to be
4: working on a, a Moon Knight movie. Um, oh. I I'd like- watch that. I, Moon Knight yeah. was one of my, one of my favorite. Uh, characters. What's funny, Wasn't they, they're, Keanu
0: Reeves being um, touted for that for Moon Knight? What? Wasn't Keanu Reeves yes. uh, being considered for that?
2: Yes, he was. By the time they get to make it, though, because it, it wouldn't be until like 2022 or 2024 or something like that. He'll be like 60 years old, so I don't think they're going to have him be Moon Knight.
3: I'd still watch it if it was, I mean. Oh yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, exactly. If he can do Bill and Ted again.
1: Not much can, action, but. He can do good. Moon
3: Knight. I don't know, he's pretty active in John Wick. I don't know. I'd like to see that yep. kind of action.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, it, one of the things in, uh, uh, which was weird is that they couldn't use the Mole Man in this and they had to change it to a guy named the jeweler, mm-hmm. um, but that ended up working out because uh, what the whole thing that he was powering his ray with, or something, was that uh, the colossus diamond or jewel or whatever. Yeah,
1: I yeah, would still like the, to see the mole man though.
3: Yeah, I think that would have been way too. I mean, I don't know if they could have done all those effects, but yeah, the mole man's a great villain. It's which is so underutilized, right? And could obviously see from the look and his the costuming and like oh you could tell would, even if they didn't say it used to be the mole man you would look at him and go oh that's that's gotta be the mole yeah. man
0: Yeah, absolutely you know? they, they they walked up like just a couple steps away from the line <laughs> from that character design
3: mole man went to jared <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched the, uh, the Doomed last was it uh, this morning, which I I really enjoyed. And then I hadn't seen the Corman version of Fantastic Four for years, and I actually watched that this morning as well, to to kind of refresh my uh, my memory of it. And I uh, I enjoyed it every bit as much. You know, it's probably been a decade since I'd seen it, but I thought it was just as fun. And actually paid attention to the acting and saw. I mean, you could definitely tell they're like. You know, the sets are nothing to uh, scream about, but uh, it certainly it felt like a comic book, you know, even with the, the, the basic backgrounds even just it just felt like a comic book to me, which is one of the things I like so much about it.
2: Yeah, they did a good job of how they lit things so that you couldn't see that there wasn't much of a set around certain places, you know. Right. Um, which I thought was uh, really good. Um, and it looked pretty good, you know what I mean, like color-wise and all that stuff, especially since you find out in Doomed that they, <laughs> Roger Corman, wouldn't pay for a monitor. So they had, Stop. you know... That's right, yeah. So, and they were using an old Aeroflex. They said none of the, the film had the same emulsion uh, badge <laughs> numbers. And, you know... Yeah,
1: and just the building that they were filming in also... was <laughs> <It's laughs> condemned. It was condemned, rats. <laughs> rats behind the blanket sound blankets in the sound room edit bay i'd
3: <laughs> like to see if there was a line item on the on the uh, budget for like cat food you know for the cat that was killing all the mice and the rats
2: yeah well they were there was even saying nobody could really tell if corman actually put any money into it or not or if he was just charging you know uh, to use his people or something like that if that's where the money went
4: Yeah, it was that was all pretty vague because there was really nobody that was you know involved in all that aspect of the movie was represented in the in the documentary to any degree yeah. probably I think they might have reached out to him or they probably didn't who knows well they talked to Roger yeah. Corman himself they, it, they did yeah. yeah they did talk to Corman
3: there seemed to be a discrepancy between the budget between a million and, and 1.5 million. So they were going back and forth because that's that's what they, some of the actors and people involved weren't sure like who was putting up 750 and someone else was putting 750 and Corman put in 750, but then they weren't sure really what the budget was whether it was a million or whether it was 1.5. Does anyone know the actual truth? No, I couldn't or, find. I couldn't find out? Out.
2: I tried I looked around a little bit, but uh, I couldn't find anything that that told exactly what it was. Other than they know that there was three quarters of a million dollars put in. And that nobody knows how the three, the 750 that Corman was supposed to put in got put in, whether it was just services and using his crew or whatever, or yeah, they just don't know. Nobody knows.
3: And Corman's not going to say so. No, he, he just
2: sat there and smiling the whole time.
3: like everyone got their big check, you know. He they always
1: approach this as a business, though. So. <laughs>
4: yep well and that's you know that's another thing and uh, you know to it, it is a corman you know however much he, he had to do with it but uh, his movies always have pretty good actors um as they've always seem to on almost all of his movies even if the movie is a really bad movie there's usually some pretty good actors
1: and a lot least, of times it's not just actors though too it's it's just a talent behind the the camera too that he promotes i guess
4: Oh, well, yeah, that the the professionalism of of the crew that he is he has acquired, you know, over the years, and uh, you know, because it, because of his his efficiency factor, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent professional.
2: Well, and I think he's he knows talent, and that's uh, where a lot of people got their start is with Corman, you know, like with yes. Coppola, yes. right. Right. Right.
0: certainly, yeah,
2: yeah, Cameron, Nicholson, Nicholson Scorsese, Hopper, uh, 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 Scorsese.
0: Didn't Ron Howard also get his start? He did. Yep. Eat my dust. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, heck, he, he even cast Corman uh, as a senator in Apollo 13 uh, when they're in the oh, vehicle right. assembly building, yep. and they're giving they kind of um, I think it was Gary Sinise's characters talking to the senators there, and I'm like, oh, that's Roger Corman. I'm like, yes, oh, okay. Yeah, and then, and, and uh, you brought up a good point where you talk about the talent that Corman attracted. I noticed something similar. I don't know if it's quite in the same vein, but um, any movies uh, that Uwe Boll has done, you'll see rather well-known actors, and you're like, "Wait, how did they get in this movie?" Blackmail. What, what leverage does he have over these yeah, people? Yeah, it's it's got to um, be blackmail.
2: He's got some fucking he, spy network, I'm telling you. He,
0: Yeah, it always surprises me when you see that, and you're like, boy, what's this person doing in this movie?" But yeah, you know, then again, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, there are days that I would rather watch a Roger Corman movie over, you know, some, you know, top ten art house film, just because you kind of know what you're expecting, and sometimes you discover just new and wonderful stuff every time you see these movies.
2: Well, it, with the Raven is oh, a no, Corman I movie, right? Yeah, yeah, that's one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's, it's a great movie.
4: It's a price. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Peter
0: Lorre, you know yeah. right.
4: Well, as I said, Ian Corman has made a lot of really good movies. If you think about it.
3: Yeah, yeah the Poe stuff I thought was some of his best. Yeah, you know, the the Poe films that he that he made, I, I they're they're just so much fun and and they look, for the most part, I think more luxurious than they do probably their budget allowed. Yeah. oh yeah, it's by eyes, far. They always, yeah, they look they look beautiful.
1: Um, who was it? American International at the time was actually trying to push into big budget movies you know and some of these were like flagships for them so they they got a little extra money beyond the other movies that they made at the time you know it, um, The yeah some it, granted they weren't huge but yeah they, that's why they look kind of really lush at the time they look yeah. like hammer movies is what they look like
3: yeah, yeah. Yes, they do absolutely did Corman do The Mask of the Red Death? yes Yes. I mean that one was, it was you know, really awesome. just also, the
1: color, yeah, oh my yeah. The color, I, of the yeah.
3: costumes, and the the ballroom—it just, it uh, really was quite lovely.
1: And I think that's also what made it. I mean, it is funny though, when they recycle the sets, you 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 start noticing pieces that belong in other sets. Anyway, yeah, but it, yeah, Corman, but and what it came, what was the last one kind of associated with it? The the terror. <laughs> I'll put together really quick and.
3: Oh, is that Boris Karloff?
1: Yeah, and Jack yeah. Nicholson. They just oh, got right, done right. with. I think. I think they got done with the Raven, is what it was, and. Okay. They had time and could use the sets or whatever.
3: What's the one with where Karloff is there? and Then they have the it's a love the Lovecraftian themed one where there's like the monster the the glowing or no the glowing uh, radioactive like being. Oh right oh there.
1: oh! Uh, die monster die.
3: So it is? yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like that one.
1: But that was in Corman, though. One of his uh, is one of his special effects men. They gave that movie to him to direct.
3: Oh, Not okay. Like but it, certain, yeah, it, it has a certain. Oh degree. no, it,
1: yeah, it was all part of. Uh, I think it was like uh, after they got done filming some of the movie. It's like here, you can do this if, yeah,
3: you Nick sets. Adams in that. Lieutenant. Yeah, like they did with the uh, the Toho people did with the uh, great monster Wolfman versus Godzilla. I don't know if anyone's, anyone's familiar with that at all. It's
4: a Oh yeah, different. and the <laughs> yeah. The, Corman, the Corman big one that you know we all and that we even had as an episode, Dementia Thirteen. That was all you know because of where they were at and how they worked it, which I thought was just pretty cool on uh, Corman's yeah, part and, and just right. how they utilized they You know, um, he got his movie made because they were utilizing the because of Roger Corman's extreme yep. efficiency.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I think that's amazing, too. I was just watching, uh, what was it, Queen of Blood, and it's, it's another one of those movies where, uh, you know, like what were the Russian movies that uh, Scorsese and, uh, was it Scorsese? But anyway, they brought them well, yeah, over Yeah, Battle here.
4: Beyond and, and Over the Horizon from the Sun. That was yeah, the name. something
1: like that, yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I wouldn't they brought them over and they cut them all up
1: to use the special effects and all that stuff and uh there's like uh, there's like a slew of movies that has all these effects in it queen of blood was one of them last night and it was i was watching that and they brought they even brought over the space costumes for the actors to match up and i thought i thought that was interesting that's but, pretty cool yeah. but anyway yeah yeah
4: so there you have it Whatever that is,
2: I think we got a little bit of talk about Corman in there. We got a little bit of Fantastic Four uh, and Doomed. Doom was Doomed is really a good. It's a good one. I think Amazon has really gotten these really kind of uh, weird documentaries that they put up that I think are just great. Um, yeah, there's
4: a lot of them. A lot, a of, lot them, of them. Yeah, and that's. I'll tell you, if you're into if you're into music, there's a lot of music documentaries on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and I've comic books. A ton of them.
2: Yeah, there's one called the Image Revolution or something like that. That's really good, where they interview everybody about how all the people left Marvel, you know, back in the '90s to form Image. Oh, I
3: gotta watch that. Yeah, it's yes. really good. Have you seen the King of Kong? It's just full of Quarters. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, they've uh. Don't
2: Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty pretty cool. they have one that's called Contamination, which is about this convention called contamination in st louis um and they basically are just like talking to them about why do the do people go to these kinds of conventions you know why do they do cosplay and all this kind of stuff and it's really kind of a fascinating look at the whole convention culture you know
1: (laughs) a little introspective there
2: yeah it's good um all right so does anybody have any final words (laughs)
3: Pizza. <laughs> I want. I want to see Ricardo Montalban going. Corman. No, no, that would be Jim Kirk. I want to see mm-hmm. William Shatner scream. Corman.
2: Hey, was William Shatner ever in a, a, a um no Corman movie? No. Uh, not that I can, uh, no, he wasn't. You should, uh... There's a reason. Well, you know, this, we, you mentioned
4: yeah, Back in the back in those days, he wasn't that good of an actor. It's oh. <laughs> a so Corman probably would never have used it. Yeah, he still was. not, <laughs> but it just... oh, I disagree. Now he's great. Oh, I oh, think That's he's true. A, I, that's think true. He's I, really I totally forget
1: right about. Now. I totally forget about Boston League Danny Green. About... He's so much better when he does straight up comedy.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, yeah. and, and come on, TJ Hooker, give it up.
4: <laughs> that was comedy. That was that was comedy <laughs> gold. <laughs>
2: Oh, cool. All right, well, let's round this episode out with uh, what you've been watching here recently. Let's start with you, Blue Fez.
0: <laughs> um, doomed and the Roger Corman's Fantastic <laughs> Four. What, what a I coincidence. <laughs> oh, hang wow, I'm a circumstance. Um, yeah, it, uh, so, yeah, what have I been doing? So, yeah, I had to watch those to kind of, you know, refresh... Refresh my memory, Um, but honestly, Bill, um, the last few podcasts you guys have been putting up there, you'll like make mention of something, and I'm like, oh, I gotta write that down, scribble it down. But uh, before this, the last movie I watched was The Manster, and I had watched it before, (laughs) and you guys had made reference to it. I'm like, oh yes, that's the movie the Sam Raimi, you know, didn't, you know, the uh, Army of Darkness. I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this again, and I got, I found a good print. Um, I think it was on Tubi, and I watched it. And I'm like, I've forgotten how just bonkers that movie was. And it, it's, you know...
4: It's a great movie. Yeah.
0: Oh, it is. It's like a rip on Jekyll and Hyde, but, you know, it, yeah. Kind of, it predates, uh, yeah, the, the thing with two heads, which is also another...
4: Just, I love the eye and the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, well, yeah but, you know, and the, one of the other things about it, too, is the, is the location oh, is yeah. is so, uh, you know, kind of exotic. I, I, yeah, I thought that was kind of a, a neat little twist. It was a co-production. Yes, you're right.
0: But that last scene at the end, where they they, they pull they pull themselves apart, that was an effectively shot scene. I was watching, going, "That's that's good stuff." Yes, oh, you, I mean, I, you know
1: the yeah,
0: that kind of the dividing line no, That was well done. But yeah, it was just I, I love that movie.
1: Did you know the movie was supposed to be called The Big Split? Head,
0: seriously? <laughs> no, I did not. That's it's true.
2: <laughs> All right, so, wow. so, Doctor, Doctor Head, what have you been watching?
3: Uh, a few days ago, Turner Classic. I, I think every Friday night they have their Underground series, and I watched a couple uh, really, really horrible movies. One, uh, I think it was called the future gladiators or something like that it was looked like a very really early 1980s 83 or 84 movie that took elements of blade runner and rollerball oh. and uh when blade runner meaning they had a shot of a city at night that looked like it was inspired by blade runner the city Except it was a tiny model of Rome, and it was just well, way too lit up. And then elements of uh, rollerball with motorcycles, with a little touch of Night Riders, Romero's Night Riders, and then some horrible sci-fi plot. And it was just good enough to fast forward through, you know. <laughs> and um, then there was another one. Uh, it was a post-apocalyptic movie, definitely inspired by Mad Max. The uh, road warrior, you know, because uh, everyone looked like they were had just come back from a, a bad hair metal convention or a, a leather S <laughs> M convention. You know, everyone's wearing studded leather and, and everyone's got their lovely quaffed hair with multiple colors, you know. Uh, quaff, not queef. <laughs> exactly. I was queefing the whole time. Uh, do you
1: think I got the quaff?
3: <laughs> and I think I, that one's called like the the Lost... Oh my God, the Lost... Uh, the the lost yeah. Yeah, I watched those. Those were really truly awful. Um with really bad like eighties aerobic like dance music, you know, <laughs> as the background. But during the big fight scenes. And oh just horrible. Just just horrible. So that's what I've been watching.
2: Cool. How about you, Professor Feather?
4: I've been watching the bugs crawl up the wall. <laughs>
1: Good God, I hope you
4: killed him. <laughs> I've been watching, um, I've kind of gotten into, um, there's a, a guy, uh, another, um, for quote, better, lack of a better term, Horos, named Don O'Malley. And he does a, a show, it's called Saturday Morning Cereal, and um, he shows the old cereals, you know. Uh, and it got me got me thinking so i started watching some i'm watching one right now that was made i think in 43 1943 i think and it's called uh zorro's black whip and <laughs> and it's it, <What's> my safe word <laughs> well well it gets even better because zorro um in the first chapter is a, a, a you know your typical white guy and uh the yeah,
2: like cool white guy. Um, huh. then Amazing. he
4: gets he gets shot and his sister takes over as as Zorro and uh, she does have a big black whip that she wields and she's flicking it at people's uh, uh, Wait, where, bodies where, where, all the time where do I so. watch this Did...
2: Wait, where, where do I watch this
1: <laughs> <It's sad. laughs>
4: but yeah I, I think I think we're on about chapter three of that or something I, I've kind of been watching I bet those. we are <laughs> Right. And then uh, for movies, I uh, I just recently watched uh, Not of This Earth. Which one? The Tracy Lord's one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. No, no. The original. And who did it? Who is made that, that movie? Is
2: that Jarmusch?
4: Well, Corman produced
2: it, didn't he? Oh, is that... Am I thinking of... Uh, what uh, Yeah, you're thinking Night, night, night on, on Earth. earth. Yeah, never mind. I
4: said Not of This Earth. Yeah. Corman well, it produced did, it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. It, it, you know, I'm trying to bring it all right back around. Cool. Well, nice job.
2: All right. Well, thank uh, you. How about Doctor? Is it? Uh, how about Doctor What have you been watching?
1: Say what? <laughs> uh, what did I just watch? Oh, uh, Earth Dies Screaming, on Tubi. <laughs> mm.
0: Has
1: anybody seen this?
0: I have. Uh <laughs> Is that
3: it's how it like sounds a, when it's screaming? It's uh, more like drones? Yeah,
1: it, it's, uh. it's They don't even scream at all, actually. No. Bastards. It's a British sci fi movie. Yeah. Uh, 60? Isn't it 60 or 61? Something like that. But anyway, <laughs> Earth is invaded by these robots from, I don't, did they ever say Venus or whatever?
0: I, I, I don't remember, but I, yeah, I thought. Was. Last
1: year. They look like shitty Cybermen, is what they look like. <laughs> yes.
0: Low price. Yeah.
1: They've got like all these transistor tubes and everything. Anyway, they they attack with a gas. So yep. everybody's like dead except for a few survivors. And apparently they have the ability to uh, kind of like zombify people. They're kind of dead, but they're not. And they can bring them back and control them. And anyway. And it's British. Did I t- say that?
4: <laughs> yes, you did
1: and it's pre born. so
4: and it's british and it's british is it black and white and it's yeah. black and white it's, it's a british. black and white british it's a black and white british i got you and, Sounds and good. the robot,
1: and the robots
4: are pretty uh, dr
1: whoish <laughs> oh,
4: don't, lost, don't you lost me, you lost me right there don't
3: be a who's <laughs> a, a, a what's its don't be a who don't be a whoish
4: kate before we go on i have I, before we go on, I have a question for Dr. Tarr. Oh, um, shoot. Did you finish Momo? Yeah, no. Okay. No, no. Let's not talk I about it anymore. Let's I not really talk about tried. it anymore. Really? Okay. No, okay. Let's not talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> okay. So,
2: <laughs> I've been on quite a quite a binge of watching movies. Uh, so whenever I take a break, I, I watched uh, Color Out of Space. Is that right? Oh, yes. um, we should, and we should uh, do an episode about that one because, you know, following in our love of <laughs> Nick cage. Um, this is a, the cage in the <laughs> <range>. <laughs> this cage. This is a good cage movie. The, um, I also saw Dr. Sleep, which I really liked. Um, did you? Yeah. Oh,
1: no, did you? I, no, yeah. I tried to watch it. I, I watched it, but I, mm, all right. All right.
2: Yeah. So we could talk about that one too. That would be a good episode. Um, because it's the, the, the sequel to the shining. Um, uh, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. The, um, and, yeah, so did I. Uh, the uh what else did i watch oh i watched the man from uncle the uh the um, guy Ritchie version uh and i really enjoyed it i thought it was pretty fun
4: Oh, yeah, I, I, think it, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's really good. And you take it in. You know, look at the original man of Man from Uncle, and and take it in the whole vein yeah, that yeah. that's all comic booky, right? You know, yeah. So I thought. I, man, but what can I say? I'm kind of a guy richie guy. Yeah, anything he does is great. <laughs> have you
2: Have you seen his King Arthur?
4: I have not seen that yet. It's good. It's on my list. I, I, just, I really yeah. enjoyed it too.
2: The. Uh, but uh, that's what I've been watching. So I guess we're gonna. Oh, can I
1: throw in there? I, I saw The Prisoner. An episode of The Prisoner again? Sure. You just watched
4: one episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I've seen it before. I just, oh, sure, sure. I watched the introduction. It was anybody who's different. anybody has seen every episode of The Prisoner at least five times. <laughs> at, <laughs> at least I've, isn't I've that never, right, John?
2: I've never seen an episode.
1: <laughs> Come on, I, John. I really? I really like it. I, I just, just everything about it. I,
4: I really like the episode of the series.
3: I've heard the Iron Maiden song a lot, so.
4: Well, you know, um, and, and you go back and, and when you said that, it spurred me to think about it, and watch that and and how timelessly topical it is. Yes. Yeah.
3: It weirded me out as a kid I, when I when I watched it. I was pretty young and that big bouncing like ball thing, and it was just a, I only saw a little bit of it, and it always freaked me out. Yeah, I must have been pretty young when I saw it.
1: But anyway, yeah.
3: Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a
1: dump? See? This is Doctor Tar.
4: This is Professor Feather. This is the
2: Midnight Gadfly.
4: This is Doctor Head.
2: And our special That's guest. <laughs> that
4: would make me the Blue Fez. The
0: Blue Fez, yes. The Blue Fez. fez. Yes. The for blue fez.
2: Uh, and you are listening to un- Saint.
0: Un- Saint.
4: Radio? What? Radio! Radio! You can contact us at uh, radio at gmail.com. We're being flooded now during this time of crisis with uh, email, uh, you know, wanting therapy. So, you know, just just keep them coming. You can uh, see us on Facebook. We're all over Facebook. It's all over the (laughs) face. got a little something we're, on your
1: face
4: there. We're, we're, we're on uh, Twitter. We're one of the new accounts. We're not tweeters. We're tweakers. So <laughs> follow us. Tantalizing.
2: You want
1: to get Is that
4: jittery? Car and Feather.com. UnsaneRadio.com. These com. are fantastic websites, by the way. Um, bluefez.com Oh wait a minute, I don't think that's going. Oh, no, right. that hasn't been around so <laughs> for a while.
2: <laughs> Check out We Freaks on Facebook. With,
4: yes, that's weed not weed. And uh, <laughs> Mark Justice Spider with uh, Mark's new book out. Gage Black. Hell's Revenge.
2: All right, we're out of here.